And I know that he has given so much to me. I am beautifully clothed in salvation and I have everything I need pertaining to life and godliness. My identity is in Christ and in him I possess much. Living in Christ also assures me of many things. Romans 6, 4-5 tells me I have the blessed assurance of knowing I will be resurrected in Christ. It says, Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. A couple of years ago, I had the privilege of writing a Bible study on Romans chapter 6. We spent 11 weeks studying that chapter and what a work God did in me and in our group as we journeyed our way through it. Romans 6 is full of rich words focused on the new life we have available to us in Christ. We now offer this study as a ministry resource, and we have seen God use it in transforming ways again and again. That's because His Word is so powerful. How many of us need life change? I would be one quick to raise my hand and say yes to that question. God has done so much in me since the time I surrendered my life to Him, and yet The pervasiveness of my struggle with sin still reveals a need for God's continued work in me. I imagine you may feel the same way. Romans 12 tells us that God uses His Word to renew our minds, and it also reveals that a renewed mind results in a transformed life. As I dug in deep to write the study on Romans 6, God did some major renewal in my mind, and I began to see many things in much clearer ways than I ever had before. One of the things that I began to understand was the concept of resurrection. It makes me think of the account in John 11, where Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha, has died. Jesus had purposefully waited for Lazarus to die so that Jesus could demonstrate his power over death. When he approached the house, Martha went out to meet Jesus and questioned him as to why he had taken so long to get there. Jesus told her, Your brother shall rise again. But Martha said to him, I know that my brother will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. When I read Martha's words, I hear kind of a dismissal in her tone. Kind of like, I know that already. The resurrection will happen one day, but what about right now? Maybe you hear that in Martha's words too. As you continue to read on in John 11, you find that Jesus has much to teach Martha and all of his followers about the resurrection. And I know that he has much to teach us as well. See, like Martha, I think we often miss the now of the resurrection, and we only see it as something that will happen in the future when we physically die. Sure, we'll be resurrected then to a new life, a new body in heaven with God. God's word is is clear about that. It teaches it again and again. We can know that assurance, and I hope that you do. But I believe this passage in Romans 6 reveals another layer of understanding about the idea of experiencing the resurrection now. It's not about the future. It's about now. 
The first two verses of Romans 6 begin with some questions. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? From the beginning of this chapter, these questions clearly point to our present life and how we are living it. These questions point to how the death and resurrection of Jesus affects our every waking moment if we join with it. Verse 3 in Romans 6 asks another question about our baptism, asking if we have really been joined to Jesus in his death, really immersed in it. Now, which one of us actually died on the cross with Jesus? We all know the answer to that. None of us literally died with him. But our baptism represents a joining of our life into his death. We're choosing to die with him, and in so doing, we're dying to self. Then we get to our verses for this week. Verse 4 says, Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Again, we see the picture of our life now and how our choice to die with Christ results in the newness of life in this present day of living. I love the way verse 5 goes on. It reads, For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. In other words, we've joined with his death, so we are also certainly going to join in his resurrection. It summarizes what happens. It definitely points to a resurrection, but it's not talking in the future. It says, we shall be also. In other words, it's in keeping with this whole present day living context of of this chapter. We shall be is the idea of being, the idea of walking through life now. Well, walking through life how? Well, for the person who is joined and dying to self as Christ did, Not literally a physical death, but a choice of dying to self and representing that in baptism. As it says, they have become united with him in the likeness of his death. Then they shall certainly be walking through life now in the resurrection. That's why it says, certainly shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. In the resurrected form, Jesus walked on the face of the earth in a new and glorified body. He was raised to new life. This will happen in the future for us one day. We will have a new and glorified body in heaven. But it is very clear here in Romans 6 that we have been assured of a resurrected life here and now too. When we choose that spiritual death with Christ as we are on the earth, then we are assured of a spiritual resurrection while we are here on the earth as well. What does that mean though? To me, it means I don't have to live in an earthly, common, human way. I have been resurrected beyond that. The earthly, common life is a life that lives for self and by self. But we died to self. And now we have been resurrected with the Spirit of God living within us now. We live and walk through life now in the likeness of His resurrection. Jesus resurrected in the power of the Holy Spirit. We have that likeness. We have His Spirit within us. Jesus resurrected in communion with the Father. We've been given communion with the Father. We have that likeness. Jesus resurrected clothed in holiness. We have that likeness. We have the holiness of Christ put on us, and now we have the Holy Spirit of God in us to walk out that holy living. When Jesus resurrected, it was an amazing event. In fact, it was beyond amazing. We can't even give word to describe how incredible this is. 
Every person that encountered him and knew that he had been resurrected saw the glory of God. They rejoiced with God. They praised God because only God can bring the dead to life. They believed in God because they saw Jesus. They had seen his body, what it looked like when it was broken and dead. And now they saw him alive. As we walk in the likeness of his resurrection, people ought to be seeing the glory of God in us too, not death. The stuff they used to see, the stuff in our life that was all about sin and death is not a part of who we are anymore because certainly we are walking in the resurrection now. As we look at our lives and as people look at our lives, the abundance of God glorifying life should be evident. In every way that Jesus resurrected, we can certainly also be now and for all eternity. The power of the resurrection in our lives is an assurance that is deep to ponder. Let's not be like Martha, who thought she already knew what that meant. I'm certain there is much that God can still reveal to us about the resurrection. So as you memorize Romans 6, 4-5 through 5 this week, I would encourage you to continue to ponder how you certainly shall be also in the likeness of His resurrection. Blessed assurance, God's Word tells me I share in his resurrection. What a blessing for life now and all of eternity. Who am I? You love me so gently. Who am I? That you would recognize my name, Lord. Who am I? That you would speak to me so sadly. Conversation with the love most.